Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Primal Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, and anti-aging supplement, available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, here's your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a guest who was a former vegetarian vegan and also a Mark's Daily Apple success story and also a wonderful integrative coach and uh, on her way to be a primal health coach as well. Elizabeth Resnick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Al. I'm happy to be here. So you used to, let's talk about your health journey and how you even got onto Mark's Daily Apple as a success story. And then obviously, if you were a success story, there was some real failures before <laughs> before that. So yeah. yeah, let's talk about your journey. You you just turned 50 and people who can't see you right now, uh, but we'll give all the information on, you know, Instagram and such. You are you just look so young and vibrant and fit. And I mean, what any 50 year old would hope they could be when they turn 50, I myself included look forward oh, to that. So you are definitely a pillar of, of uh, just a great example of someone who's just, you know, keeping their youth intact and, and who's really vibrant. So let's get into how did you even go along the train? Let's hear about your health story and, and how it led you to Marxism. Okay, well, it goes back to the 70s. I've, I've always been interested in health and nutrition, really at a very young age. I grew up, um, as I said, in the 70s, when everybody was like drinking Tang and eating just I don't know, all types of cereals and processed foods. But in my house, my mom was always into health food. We actually shopped at those like dusty kind of creepy health food stores. And she belonged to a, some type of co-op where we got fresh produce. And we bought bread from a, a wholesale organic bakery back when their organic wasn't even a thing. We were eating avocados long before they were hip. So I grew up around really healthy food. Um I, which I consider, you know, I was very fortunate and I, we had our treats also. I love tasty cakes and Briar's ice cream and all kinds of things like that. Something that really, I think affected me a lot growing up is my grandmother lived on a beautiful farm. I had ponies. It was just ideal. Um, ponies. I mean, that's like every little girl's dream come true. I mean, I, I got a pony for Christmas when I was eight. Like it uh, doesn't get better than that. It does not get better than that. It, it doesn't. So, so that's all wonderful, but, um, it's really part of the reason, well, it's a huge part of the reason why I became a vegetarian. I started to make my grandmother raise sheep and there were sometimes some pigs there and, you know, eventually some of them would end up on the dinner table. So I just, you know, obviously made that connection at a very early age and around the age of 11 or 12, I've, I've always been an animal lover. I just decided I just wasn't going to eat animals anymore. And so I was, I guess, what you, I was what you call an avalactive vegetarian. I still ate eggs. I had dairy, but I just didn't want to eat animals because it just wasn't nice. And I read Diet for a Small Planet, which was popular back then. I learned all about combining the grains and the beans and this and that to get complete protein. And you know, I was pretty, I was a pretty educated vegetarian. Around that same time, I started developing. I was, I was a teen, you know, young teen, and I started developing acne. And it was getting worse and worse. And I'm not saying that has anything to do with that 
decision to become a vegetarian, but my acne was getting worse. Um, I saw a dermatologist. I did the, you know, started with some topical stuff. I did the oral antibiotics. I was on everything, tetracycline, minocycline. I mean, you name it. Yeah, those are the classics. I remember a lot of friends being on those until they then reached Accutane because then those wouldn't work, et cetera. Yeah. And, and that's exactly my story. And I had every bad reaction you can imagine, all types of stomach aches. You know, one antibiotic stopped working. Well, let's try this one. I went on the strongest form of Retin-A that was a gel form. My skin was literally like red and peeling off my face. Finally, um, we resorted, I want to say it was my junior year in high school, to Accutane. It had literally just been approved by the FDA. There was one dose of 40 milligrams, no matter what size you were. And I'm, I'm not, I'm about your size, Al. Um, pretty small. So it, this stuff just knocked me for a loop. And my skin was dry and flaky. I felt terrible. But guess what? My skin cleared up. And that was all that I cared about. I was thrilled. I thought, you know, I, I looked better. That's what matters. Um, and the dermatologist had adjusted my dosage and actually experimented with putting me on a lower dose. So my skin cleared up, but unfortunately, it wasn't much more than a year later, I started breaking out again and they put me back on Accutane. So at that point, and at this point, I'm still a vegetarian, of course. Um, I was really a vegetarian until my mid 40s. Um, I did start eating some fish and shellfish now and then, but it wasn't like a regular part of my diet. And um, so my skin was clear all through college, which I still am so thankful for. It was dry and flaky. I would actually moisturize with Vaseline, um, scary as that sounds. That's like old school. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really old school. And now I just shudder to think about that with all the like great um, organic, you know, skincare that I use now and love trying. But anyway, you know, my skin was clear and that was what mattered. And then by my early to mid twenties, I started breaking out again. And I just, I, I went back on all the, I didn't go back in Accutane. I went back on all the topicals and I just kind of maintained the status quo. I'd go from being either really oily to really dry, um, depending on what I was using at the time. Some other things that developed, um, I should also mention, I developed a really severe case of mono um, in my late teens that I think and even a doctor at the time thought was kind of tied to the Accutane use. But, you know, whatever, my skin was clear. So I, I also started getting more and more digestive things, just stomach upset. Things were, I mean, over the years, it would get worse. I just thought, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. And Bear in mind, I was still eating healthier and cleaner than a lot of people, but I did have a lot of grains. Um, you know, I was eating bagels and still, you know, no, no meat, um, was eating some eggs and um, just kind of maintained the status quo with my skin. I was never happy with it, but I covered it up well. And thank God for makeup and women, poor, poor guys out there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And I tried everything and I was always thinking, oh, if I can just find the perfect foundation, all my problems will be solved. But they were never perfect. There was always something wrong with it. But so I was always in a search for like just the right product because that would make the difference. And I want to interject there and say, you know, as a woman, and I know you know this, and I know women listening right now, how many products have you wasted your money on over the years? Like, I feel like there is probably an entire house full of <laughs> products that were thrown away. You buy it, you try it once, you're like, this sucks from a shampoo to whatever. I mean, right? It's like, we're always in the search of like, oh, the perfect products. I, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And some of my friends could tell you stories of being on these hunts with me through Sephora, you know, to find some product that 
I had read about, and this was going to change my life. So, so yeah, I've tried everything high end, low end, natural, you know, highly synthetic. I spent an insane amount of money on Dr. Paracone's products. And I do think that he has some good advice. He's one of the few dermatologists that, you know, who started saying, yeah, what you eat does affect your skin. Um, but what's really interesting is during, you know, during all this, one thing that I'm really fortunate with is I've never really had a weight problem. My weight's fluctuated a little bit, but I've always been active, although I never considered myself athletic. I'm active. I'm outdoors a lot. So weight has never been a problem. So I remember at some point, I mean, so the, the skin thing was going on for decades, plus the digestive stuff. At one point, I asked a dermatologist, um, this was probably in my late 30s, I said, you know, is there something I should be, is there something I'm eating or that I'm not eating that would help my skin? And he said, oh, I can tell, look at you, I can tell you're eating just fine. That has nothing to do with it. So, you know, I think when you're not, I'm so fortunate that I haven't struggled with my weight, but it's also, you know, I think people look and they say, well, you're not heavy, so you're eating just fine. But what I was eating, while I was eating some wonderful, healthy things, I, it, it still wasn't just the right food for me. So my digestive stuff started getting worse. Um, I was, again, still a vegetarian. And in my probably right around the time I turned 40, I um, read one of Carol Alt's books on raw food. And Carol Alt is awesome. Yeah, and Carol Alt is awesome. And I will say, she is not a raw vegan. She's raw, but she does eat some meat. But since I was already, so I'm reading about this raw stuff. And I'm like, this must be what I'm missing. And I jumped on that bandwagon thinking, okay, I'm eating well now, but if I add all even more greens and I'm blending them and I'm sprouting these grains and nuts, I am putting the best possible food into my body. And I will tell you, I I learned a lot of good things doing that. I mean, that's how I first was introduced to coconut oil. And that's when I started making blended green drinks. So I developed some good habits that I still follow to this day. Um, and, and I felt great in the beginning, you know, and I think anytime you jump on a bandwagon of anything, you're excited and you want this to be the answer. Um, but my skin, which was bad when I started this, actually started getting worse. And at the same time, my digestion was getting worse. I was, I lost weight doing this because I'm, I'm pretty small naturally and pretty, I think, high, high energy. Um, if you follow Ayurveda, do you follow Ayurveda at all? Are you familiar with it? I don't follow it myself per se, but I do, I'm familiar with like the doshas and right. all of the things that are related right. to that. Yeah. And so you are what, like a pitta or? Vata. I'm extremely, like I'm a very strong vata according vata, to Vata, okay. So I don't, I, I can't say that I follow it. Like all of these things, I, I definitely believe there's something to it. Um, so what I need, like what somebody needs who's a vata is they need some grounding and some calming and some warm cooked foods sometimes to kind of settle them. But all of this raw stuff was probably just contributing to, you know, my, my vata imbalance, as they say. Um, so my digestion was getting worse. I was getting, I was losing weight, but I was, I felt really bloated all the time. I was uncomfortable a lot. Um, I actually, you know, I was thin, my arms were too thin, but then my, my belly looked 
big sometimes and, you know, not a good look. And my skin was getting worse. And, you know, as I said, I've always been high energy, but I started getting really anxious about things. Just, yeah, I was just, gonna ask you, because I know anxiety kind of rolled into your life here. Yes. And and really developing this anxiety, you know, the, the funny thing is, El, I hid all of this very well. I'm I'm good with makeup because I have a lot of practice. Around my friends, nobody I've always, you know, I was high energy, but nobody would have suspected the anxiety. But I would become just almost paralyzed by just little things that shouldn't be stressing me out. And just felt really overwhelmed by sometimes simple tasks, just very like I didn't know where to start. And that was an unusual feeling for me, just feeling this overwhelm and this anxiety. And then that digestive stuff was going on um, to the point that I was seeing a gastroenterologist. And again, it was nothing I was eating. You know, he said, sure, it I can't just, possibly be anything other than we need to give you a pill or right, yeah, right. Exactly. And it, yeah, they, you know, there were some meds I could take and that was going to make it all better. Um, but it wasn't. And, you know, I was tested for celiac um, and I, I tested negative. Um, so he said, it's, it's, you can eat, he said to me, quote unquote, you can eat whatever you want. Nothing you're eating is affecting you, is affecting your digestion. Now we all know that's bullshit. It's you total know? bullshit. Yeah. Well, of course what we're eating is affecting our digestion. That's crazy. And yes, it's affecting our skin and, you know, every cell in our body. Um, so because I've always been interested in health, I've always been on probably like you, a thousand different email lists and, you know, a lot of things you, you delete and you, you can't possibly, we're just so bombarded with information. We can't possibly read everything. Um, are you familiar with Dr. Mercola at all? Oh, totally. Cause yeah. I'm from downtown Chicago and he's oh. in the suburbs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and of course you are. Okay, great. Well, I've been on his email list for years and, you know, I, I think he has a lot of good information. I think he does he takes a very different approach than I do because he can be very kind of sensationalistic. And I'm much more like positive, like, hey, let's try this. But one of his emails just got my attention because it said something about clearing up acne. So since I was miserable and covered, I should say, too, my acne ranged from little breakouts all over my face to giant cysts. I would get this recurring cyst on my eyebrow. Um that just would sometimes be injected with a steroid. I mean, it was horribly painful. So I read this very short email from Dr. Mercola that said that it was so simple. He just said cutting out sugar, grains, and dairy and making sure you had adequate protein and healthy fat and you could clear your acne. And he gave an example of some tiny little study, but that was all that I needed to hear. So um, this raw vegan decided that you know, she needed to have some eggs. And I had been thinking about eggs and craving eggs and missing eggs. That's a sign right there, right? If someone's out there and they're missing and craving something, your body is telling you you need it probably. Unless you're craving cake, then your body's telling you you need to go primal. Yeah. Right. Well, well, exactly. Yeah, I was. There, there's definitely meaning. We have to listen to our cravings because they're telling us something. So I have been thinking about eggs. I've always loved eggs. So I was like, okay, the very next day, um, I ate some eggs and I very, and he said, you know, you even have to watch the fruit and the big um, trap I think I fell in as a vegan because I just needed more sustenance was eating a lot of nuts and, and dried fruit. So I would sometimes just be eating dates like they were going out of style and, you know, it was just so 
sugar, which certainly, which was also triggering my anxiety and was really affecting my skin. So literally overnight, I cut out all the dried fruit. Um, I added in some eggs. I didn't cut out the nuts. You know, they, they were fine. Um, I didn't add meat or anything right away, but I, I added in the eggs. I kept all the green, you know, veggies I was eating and just tried to add in more um, healthy fat, literally just cutting out the sugar and the green because I was doing all the sprouted stuff as a vegan. I'm not exaggerating out when I tell you I felt the inflammation going down within a day in my face. Mm-hmm. Like you felt like when you're saying like, you know, when you've got like that painful cystic, you can feel it on your face. That's what we're talking about, like pimply, like, ah, it's like a, a subterranean nightmare that, you know, and so are you saying that, yeah, it's like you felt them dissipating and shrinking probably. Yes, I could feel it within 24 hours. My face didn't hurt as much. And that was after removing grains and something else? Well, I was, I was, I'd already removed dairy. So it was really the grains and the sugar because I was just eating, as I said, like dates and dried fruit, like they were going out of style. And then adding in the protein that I clearly just, again, I, some people do fine as vegans and vegetarians. And I, and I was a relatively healthy vegetarian, but I needed more protein than I was getting. So just making those changes, which were dramatic changes for me at the time, I felt the inflammation going down and I can't tell you, I wish I had kept records or kept a journal or something. So I can't tell you exactly when meat reentered my diet. Um, I know I was already very aware of grass fed and pastured meats because I was starting to think like, you know, so many of my reasons for eating meat were simply in the beginning for not eating meat in the beginning were because of animal cruelty. And I was so against factory farming. But now there are very humane ways, as we know. And so if that's your only reason, then you can contribute to those farms and not have the conscience, you know, affect you. Exactly. And, you know, of course, for a while there, I was buying into the whole thing, but it's also healthier to eat meat. And I mean, it's healthier not to eat meat. But, you know, in this case, when you're eating high quality meat, it's it's a totally different product. So, um, you know, to this day, I mean, I haven't eaten like a McDonald's hamburger or anything. I mean, probably since I was like 10. Um, but, but I did start, um, I think started with some pastured ground beef because I just thought I could tolerate the texture of that. And, you know, a lot of people said, Oh my gosh, did you, did it upset your stomach? I, I know I didn't eat it in big quantities at first, but it just didn't bother me at all. Um, and, I started actually really, when I first started having it, I just started wanting more and more because I think my body was finally getting what it needed. Um, So I really enjoyed beef and and went back to eating a lot of fish. I've always liked fish. Um, Chicken to this day, I don't love chicken. There's something about the texture. I I eat it, but it's not my favorite. Um, but, But the beef, I just, it just, you know, felt right. And so my skin just was, I mean, within a few weeks, there was a dramatic difference in my skin. There were no new breakouts and everything was shrinking. And I just felt so much better. And I didn't really tell people right away because- You're afraid maybe this is going to backfire. I'm not right about it, right? You're just sort of like treading lightly. I get that. Right. And, you know, I've never been one. I've always gone about my health things pretty quietly, which is why even like starting a blog for me was hard to put myself out there because- For example, as a vegetarian, I was never the preachy one. 
people knew that I was, and it was definitely part of my identity, but I never would say to people, oh, I can't believe you're eating that. That's just not who I am. I waited. If people asked me questions, I answered them. I just never made a big deal about it. I didn't want to be the person who's, you know, drawing all kinds of attention to herself in a restaurant. I didn't want to be the obnoxious, you know, attention getter. So even when I was raw vegan, certainly not a many people knew that I was because I wasn't announcing it. But when I went to the meet, I really kept it quiet because I thought, what if this backfires? And also, again, being a vegetarian was a big part of my identity. So this was a this was a change. That's a hard thing to to go through, especially if you have fellow vegetarian friends or even like uh, my friend Eli Rohde, who's been on the podcast, she was a proselytizing vegetarian. So yeah. especially for her, it was tough because, you know, this is something she preached and was like, and now she's preaching the other way. Now she eats, you know, marrow bones and, and liver and all goat heads and stuff people even who are primal wouldn't eat. But yeah, so that's a tough thing. It's your identity. And also you're, yeah, you spent this life being identified by other people that way. And it's an, it's an ego thing. You've got to get past that. And that's tough part of this process, I'm, I'm assuming. It really is. So I, I kind of kept it quiet and just gradually, you know, fit it in. And I, I have one friend who still laughs. I mean, every time I order like a steak or something, she's like, I can't believe you. This just freaks me out. And I'm like, I know, but this is what I do now. And I feel great. So nobody ever gave me a hard time about it. It was more joking or, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe this, but it, it felt really good to me. And, um, uh, what happened is over a few months, and again, you know, I wish I had kept records of this, but but I didn't. Um, I realized that my digestion was like perfect, and like I, my stomach never hurt, and and then I realized, oh my, well, I I don't have that anxiety anymore. So I I did all of this out of vanity. I mean, I just wanted to look better, and you know. And don't we all, but, but then all this other stuff got better along the way that I didn't even realize how bad it was until it was gone. It's kind of like, and I think you can relate to this, um, you know, from knowing your story, Al, and, and reading your book and, and absolutely loving how honest and open you were, you know, it's like, you don't realize how good you feel until you don't feel good. And then when you feel good again, it's just like amazing. And then you look back and you you even realize that there were symptoms you didn't even know you had, but then it go, once it goes away, you're like, oh, that thing, oh, oh my God, I that thing, like, it's weird because symptoms come up and they're part of this natural decline. And so you get this onslaught. And then until they're not there, there was probably like one day where you're like, oh, I don't have a distended stomach anymore. Like I'm not bloated. It's just kind of happens upon you. And then you realize how bad it truly was. And then that's kind of a frightening, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. And the other, another, I mean, there's so many things that are better. Just my energy levels. Um, I am a high energy person. I always have been, but there's so much more stable now. I love to eat. I love food. And I can tell you maybe even later, kind of because a question I get a lot from people, especially reading my blog is like what I eat in a typical day. I love food. I love to eat, but I don't have to eat all the time. When I was a vegetarian, I always had, I mean, and I still have snacks with me just, just in case, but it was like, I had to be eating all the time just to keep my energy up and, and to keep my blood sugar stable. And now I'll sometimes be like, Oh, wait, when did I, eat? cause you're, cause you're fat adapted and now you can go long periods of time because you're not on that glucose train. The phrase fat adapted just, I was just thinking about that the other day. It totally cracks me up. I sometimes refer to myself as a fat burner 
you know, as opposed to sugar burner. Because whenever I hear, hear fat adapted, I think like it's like I've, I'm adapt, I've adapted to being fat. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, or also actually the way it is too, it's like it's adapted kind of sort of denotes adapting or changing, ad- adapting to something that's there that shouldn't. And it's actually not adapting. It's being who our genetics and our DNA have demanded us to be as humans. So it's it's just, yeah. So fat, I correct myself, fat burning beast is a way better. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I know the term. I do hear the term "fat adapted" all the time. You transition into being a fat burner, and that's why you're able to be sustained for so long. And that is the complaint of a lot of vegetarians and vegans who have to eat constantly because they're on that glucose train, and so you're constantly hungry and you're constantly eating, and that's stressful in and of itself and not fun. And I agree with you on the anxiety. I'm a high energy person too, but it's more steady versus those ups and downs. And you have a high energy person, and then they're also a sugar burner. That's kind of a little bit of a volatile situation. Yes, and that. That was me. And I would get really, I could get really cranky, really irritable just when I hadn't had an, you know, when I needed to eat. And now it's like, I can get up and go and, and not have, I mean, I do have coffee in the morning with some coke, you know, with, I blend the coconut oil and everything and it's wonderful. And it's such a treat, but then I'll go hours and hours. And sometimes I was like, Oh, I haven't eaten anything. I, I, Hey, maybe I'll eat. But I, even when I'm hungry, I don't feel like I'm going to kill somebody. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like I, could eat, I don't feel like I could eat my own arm. You know, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, I should, I should eat now, but it, it's no longer that miserable feeling that it used to be. And, and that's, that's a big relief too. What led you, how did you get involved with being, you know, one of the success stories on Mark's Daily Apple? Well, that, that's kind of a funny story because, um, I have been a, like lurking in the shadows of Mark's Daily Apple for years. Um, probably not long after, um, you know, I read the email from Dr. Mercola. Um, somehow I discovered Mark's Daily Apple, probably, you know, following a link from somewhere else. And I just loved it. It was such a great resource. Um, I love Mark's approach. He's so real and honest, and um, but he backs things up with science. I love how he'll rip studies apart, you know, that are in the headlines and, and say, this, you know, here's why you don't need to worry about this crazy headline. So I really loved it. And one of my favorite parts, I mean, I've been following it for years and years. And um, one of my favorite parts would be the Friday success stories. I love, you know, you can read all the studies in the world, but to hear a real person saying what worked for them, to me, is so inspirational. Even if their story is completely different, you know, even if they have 100 pounds to lose or whatever, I just love hearing other people's successes. I find it so motivational. So I always read those. I, I read it every single day. And it took me years to even leave a comment because I'm just, you know, I didn't, I just loved what a community it was, but I was just kind of lurking. <laughs> you were, you were stalking the blog. Yeah. Yes, I was stalking it. Um, and, you know, I, I thought a couple of times about like being a success story, but I thought, well, mine isn't really dramatic. I don't really look that different. I can't show these before. And I mean, some people have these before and after pictures that are just unbelievable. So I, I held off on it. Um, but as, so, yeah, after I started my website and my blog, um, and I just realized I do have a story to tell. And even though it's not dramatic, I didn't, you know, reverse my diabetes or lose. Well, your fit, your skin is a dramatic change. But right, my skin is a dramatic change, and I realized that, you know, other people could be helped by my story. Other people could be going through the exact same thing and not know where to turn. And in a way, it's not fair. Like if I had this success, 
just by making these changes and not buying some crazy product or just by making these changes. Like I, I don't want someone else to miss out. I mean, so many times I said, Oh my gosh, if somebody had told me back when I was in high school and suffering so much, cause in high school, it's horrible to have acne. Um, horrible. What a, it's just a terrible thing. You can hide. It makes you feel so bad about yourself. But what's great is that like in the quest to fix something on the outside, not only did it take fixing the inside, but then you also fixed your insides. I mean, so it's like a great, it oh, is a great success story. It, it, it really is. But, you know, I always think, wow, if I had known back then, if somebody said just, you know, stop eating the sugar, stop eating those bagels, add a little meat back in and you'll be fine. Like I would have done pretty much, I mean, any, if somebody said this will work for you, give it a try, I would have tried anything. I really thought that I was doing the best thing I could for my skin by taking all these prescriptions. I didn't, because everyone told me what you eat isn't going to make a difference. So I just thought, you know, if I can share this information with people. So one day I just got up the nerve to set in my success story. And I just sat up, like I didn't get up for my laptop until I just typed up the whole thing. I didn't edit. I didn't even look at it again. And then the next day I went over it one more time I added a few more things that I thought of and I sent and I just sent it in. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And I, I just thought, I just hope, hope this helps somebody. And what was so cool is, I mean, just the comments and responses that I got from people were just so wonderful. And, and, and it makes you feel so good when someone says, Hey, I tried this and, it, and it's helping me or, you know, thank you so much. This is really inspiring me because I, I really had given up. I didn't know what else to do. So, so I'm so glad I did it. I'm sorry it took me as long as it did, but, um, you know, glad I finally got up the nerve. That is so great. And yeah, I mean, honestly, just to sometimes, I wish people would try that because, you know, we, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. You're reaching out for a doctor or someone to fix you. At the end of the day, if you start here, if you start with the diet, you're going to help anyone help yourself too and might avoid Accutanes and everything of the world. And, you know, uh, again, Eli Rodi, I mentioned her, a former vegetarian, and she's been on the podcast. She's, you know, also a primal health coach. She was an esthetician for like 20 years and that was the thing. And she would just say, listen, don't eat dairy, don't eat grains, just start there and see what happens. And sure enough, they'd come in and their skin looked 10 times better than it did the last time. And then they'd cheat and go off the wagon. And then they're back to her again with cystic acne and, and whatnot. So she saw it clinically in her practice with skin. And I'm so not shocked at all that that was something that was really aggravating you. Yeah, what's and what's interesting with the dairy, um, you know, now I'm okay. I do some Kerrygold butter, I do some ghee, I love ghee, you know, I use that. Um, and if I have a little dairy, it's not like I'm going to break out. If I have a little more dairy than that, it's not like I'm going to break out immediately. But what's interesting, you know, when you get all this crap out of your diet, you start to notice these subtle changes. So if I do have some dairy, what I notice now um, is a little subtle puffiness around my eyes in the morning. It's nothing dramatic, but if I take out, you know, but, but it's noticeable. Um, and then if I would continue to have it, I would, you know, I would break out. So to me, it's so, it's so, I think another message I want to get across to people is this really isn't hard when it's so easy to, I mean, I eat such good food. I love what I eat. Um, it's not hard. I don't cook complicated, elaborate meals. I have no time for that. Um, but it's fun to, to be healthy. It's fun to try new things. I love the food I eat. I feel good. I'm satisfied. And it just feels so, it just feels great. You know, it feels when you can feel so good, 
and just have more energy and be more stable during the day. It's just so worth it. Yeah. And so when you're not writing or doing research for your happy, healthy and hot blog, which we'll talk about. So we need to know where to find you in a minute. And we'll get to that. But you, um, you, you actually do coach people and you got your first health coaching certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And and you and you, you know, identify yourself as a holistic health coach. Um, You currently you did enroll in the primal health coach program. So what was the decision to then go from already being trained, even though you're living a primal lifestyle to then delving into this certification? Well, that's a really good question. Al. first of all, IIN is wonderful. Um, What I loved about it is just the holistic view they take to everything. I mean, I used to, I think I went into it feeling like, well, you know, if you just eat right and, and work out, you know, that's all you need. And they really look at the whole picture and delve into, you know, your emotional life and relationships and spirituality and how all of that is a big part of, of your health, which was wonderful. It really opened my eyes and I loved hearing all the different speakers, um, it was, it was fascinating and it was, it was well, you know, I, I really loved it. Um, but I even, I knew even when I enrolled that it wasn't, I don't think there's one, you know, it wasn't going to give me everything that I needed. So I feel like the primal health coaching program is really the next step for me. I mean, I was already living a primal lifestyle when I enrolled in IIN. Um, something I like about IIN is they really don't, I mean, well, there's definitely a vegetarian bent there, I guess you could say. Um, they don't take a stand on any one way of eating. They really introduce you to so many different um, nutritional theories. So that's, that's great. Very open-minded. Um, but I, I know that primal health coaching program, since that's the lifestyle I follow just to learn in so much more detail and learn the science behind it. Um, there's also a lot more, there's a much more of a fitness component in the primal health coaching program, which we really didn't have at IIN. And that's something that I'm interested in. So I just feel like it's going to give me, it's really going to round things out for me and give me more of the information that I want and like to share with people. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm actually starting in October. I'm already enrolled and I am super like chomping at the bit to get started. I'm very, very excited. Oh yeah. You're going to love it. It's super fascinating. Um, tell us, so if we want to sign up and, and, and to your blog and, and find out about you and, and what you offer to people out there, tell us how we can find you and connect with you. Oh, sure. Well, my blog is called happy, healthy and hot. And, um, you can find it. I guess you'll probably include a link in the show notes, but, um, we will. the web address is elizrez.com. So that's E-L-I-Z-R-E-S dot com. And um, you can also follow me on Instagram. It's at Resnick Elizabeth. I will be in the next couple of weeks, um, and there will certainly be information on, about this in the blog, um, posting some videos on YouTube. I've just been having a lot of people saying, can you show me how you do this? Can you show us how you blend, You know, make your crazy coffee in the morning? Can you show us one of your blended green drinks? So, so I think the videos are really the next step. Um, Absolutely. Definitely. People want to see that. I, I, I probably should jump on that myself, but that's a great idea because people do, they need to see it. They might be even more motivated as well. Um, It's something they can do with you almost. And then it feels like you're connecting with the person versus just reading something off of a page. So I think that that's great. I think you'll have a lot of success. It's just going to be fun. Cause I know if, you know, you see my blog, I mean, I'm, I'm goofy. I'm very lighthearted. Um, 
don't take myself too seriously, maybe a little inappropriate at times, but it's all fun. And so the videos are going to be very informal, you know, I'm sure some bloopers, but, but it's just, um, to be real and show people how simple it is to do some of the stuff and how easy my cooking is very much like, you know, I throw things together. I, I, I measure sometimes just to tell people, you know, just for info, you know, informational purposes for the blog, but I don't measure, you know, I just throw things together. I know it's going to taste good. So, so I just want to show people how, how easy some of this stuff is and how they can get started. Yeah. And once you get, like when you first start, sometimes you might need to know, okay, well, what really is four ounces and eight ounces of something if you're trying to manage that. But at the end of the day, once you get used to it, once you do the initial stuff, then you, you can tinker and then you kind of eye it then you yes. know you don't so even if in the beginning stages someone from the beginning is being coached by you and learning there might be some technical stuff to learn there like okay well this is how much this is or whatever but at the end of the day right it becomes an intuitive after a while and then also even in terms of carbs and such like i kind of know how many carbs are in certain things roughly yes. because i looked them up enough but you know assuming we all we all kind of have our favorite foods we eat on a regular basis and so when you once you get past looking those up then you're like oh i i know that a whole thing of a asparagus has about 20 grams of carbs. I just, that's, you know, I know that now I don't need to look up everything. And so while at the beginning, it can be kind of a pain a little bit to learn a new program. It's so quickly then dissipates into nothing because then it becomes part of your, you know, you're absolutely right. And Ellen, I'm so glad what you just said, using the word intuitive. I mean, I think so much too, we have to listen to our bodies. Um, just like you said in your book about, you know, a doctor could say, well, your labs are perfect for your, you know, your labs are great for your thyroid. You don't, you know, you're fine, but, but you're having symptoms. Um, it's the same thing. You know, you can, if something doesn't feel right, but then it's not right. And you have to adjust it a little bit. So after a while, as you listen to your body, you know, what feels good for you. And well, I'm so I want to even talk about this a little bit more. Something I've a conversation I want to get into. And now's the perfect time because, I can't tell you how many people have called me or probably call you or, or, you know, just in general in this world, friends, family, and they're like, well, just tell me what to eat. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. And that's not how primal paleo works. It's such a misconception. Now, at first, you can follow some kind of guidelines. Like, obviously, Mark's Daily Apple has, like, little meal ideas. Anyone can Google, like, what a day in the life of paleo might look like. But at the end of the day, it's so intuitive because as you go on the train, you become more calorically efficient. You become – there's longer times in between meals uh, yes. from, you know, transitioning into a fat burner versus a sugar burner. And then the level of calories that once had to sustain you for – that world now after time becomes less too. There's all sorts of tinkering that goes along the way. I mean, I'm, I don't know about you. I've made a lot of the mistakes myself, like overeating nuts, overeating protein, overeating fat. Um, you know, uh, eating too many calories because I was looking at some conventional thing for what might be right for women when it's like, no, what's right for me. And mm -hmm. some days I'm a little bit lower. Sometimes I'm a little, it, it's all individual and intuitive. It granted, you have to get over the hump of being a sugar burner, right? Because because that's not an intuitive place. Your, your body's addicted to glucose, so you're going to make bad choices and go, well, yeah. intuitively, I want a donut. <laughs> so, right. But Right? Don't you know what I'm saying? I, like, There's so many people that just say, tell me what I, to yes, do. And I you're get like, that. that I can't do. People ask me, what do you eat in a day? And I'm so happy to tell them. I've actually done blog posts just saying, hey, this was a lazy Sunday, and here's what I ate. Or this was a busy day, and I wasn't home, and here's what I ate. So I love to give examples, because I think people can learn from that. But at the same time, it's all about, and I stress this anytime I talk to me, it's about listening to your own body. And there are times now where I just find out at night, I'm just not hungry. I just don't want dinner. 
I, I ate great during the day and, and I'm just done. And, or sometimes my dinner is at 3.30 yes, p.m. Well, exactly. Like, yeah. and, and then I don't want anything later. And, and if I eat just to be social or, um, and, and I'll give you an example. Today, actually, I met two super close friends for lunch and it was wonderful catching up. And I sipped some iced tea and I didn't eat lunch because I wasn't hungry. And so I ended up getting something to go, which will be an early dinner. But I was like, guys, I can't eat. I, I, I forgot to eat. I had my blended coffee in the morning with my coconut oil and collagen. And I had a green, like a blended green drink. And then I was going and going and going. And then I had just a little something later, like as a late breakfast. And I was not hungry at all at lunch. I could not. The thought of eating, I didn't want to. So I was like, hey, I'm so happy to hang with you guys. Not eating. I just am not hungry. And I think there's this instinct in us as humans, right? Like if there's food available and it's there, take it because it may not be there, you know, tomorrow. And so we've got to fight against that, which is a lot of social construction on that end. And I, that's such a classic example, certain meal times with friends and going out and then feeling obligated, even though you're not hungry. But of course, even when you're not hungry, sometimes you can still teeter over into the category of like, well, have a little something and then you feel gross afterwards because you're like I wasn't hungry why did I eat anyway and I just got trapped into somewhat like a guilt situation because everyone else is eating and you know and so I agree with you and it's interesting and I also say this in my book and in general we talk a lot about in the paleo primal world and like you're mentioning now how you know sometimes you don't eat a lot of food or you eat a lot less food overall and when you're like a sugar addict and when you're in that phase of life, which I feel so sorry for anyone listening. If you are just know it's solvable, but, but you can't like, you don't want to hear that. You're like, I want to eat more food than I'm eating now. Like I don't like I'm obsessed right. with food. So I don't even want to know that you eat less food because I don't even want to try that because I can't even imagine yes. going there. It's almost like when I used to be a cigarette smoker or something like I, I didn't even want to imagine myself as a non-smoker because I was so addicted. I couldn't even do you know what I mean? I just, just like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I want to smoke. <laughs> I, I, I want to yeah. eat donuts and sugar. I want to do this, you know, cigarette or whatever it is, but you have to, if you, but we all know being a sugar burner and being addicted to anything, but even, especially if it's sugar and food, that's a horrible place to be. No one wants to be there. Everyone who's there hates that about themselves and they know it sucks. So all I have to say is once you get past that hump, right? Then it's like super freedom. And today, so I had, um, did like an hour, uh, workout with a friend. We just like walked the track for 30 minutes and then we did 30 minutes of a loop around uh, a hill. And then I went to the gym and did some real light weights and just some real light stuff for about 20 minutes. And it's 2 p.m. here now. All I had was I went in to go get like one of a small little fresh press, purely just a green juice because I felt like I wanted a blast of some vitamins there. And then while I was at the juice place, I just said to the guy, I said, you know, can you just give me a spoonful of coconut oil? And he did. And I'm flying high and I'm doing great. And it's two o'clock and there's no been no actual solid food per se in my body since and I probably won't be hungry for another couple hours. I'm not even feeling that right now. There's no lapse in energy. It's amazing. And see, that's that's so funny because that's why I'm, you know, in the mornings, I'll start, as I said, I've coffee and I blend in the coconut oil and I do the collagen peptides, which have just worked wonders. Love the collagen. Yes. Oh my gosh. My skin, it's just made such a difference. By the way, everyone, I'm going to do a plug here. We are coming out with our own bovine collagen powder very soon. So that's going to be coming out. But as of right now, I'm a big fan of the Bulletproof upgraded collagen powder and uh, love doing that with the bone broth for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the collagen's 
is amazing. And, um, you know, I have that in the morning and I make a blended, it's not juiced, but I do a blended green drink. That's very green. There's at most, there might be an apple, but sometimes it's just like greens, a lemon and some ginger. So there's, you know, there's, it's not, that's my favorite. I love it. And I, and I don't like chug that. I just kind of sip it like as much as I make a really big one and I save some for later. I just kind of sip that and I'm good. Like I feel so clear, um, having that, that fat, you know, it just keeps me like steady and thinking very clearly. And I can be super productive like that. In fact, especially I set aside, um, you know, a few mornings a week where I I just want to write like uninterrupted. And when I have that nice, like fat in the morning, I'm just so focused. Like I don't want to eat anything. You know, it's, it's just, it's a great, it's just a great feeling. It is a great feeling to forget about it. And then also have your brain be so sharp and on fire. Yes. Love it. And not be bogged down by feeling full too. The other thing is, um, you know, I noticed as well, just overeating in general is just inflammatory and a bad deal too. And so even when I had been healthy or eating right at first, I still was overeating food overall, even though it was healthy. And just like you going back to the raw pumping your body with a ton of vegetables all the time, right? That can just bloat you as well. It's the volume of food, but we are socially constructed. And I want to get this message. I mean, I'm not ragging on vegetables. I believe that they're a, a great part of the diet. But at the end of the day, I think people think I should get more greens. I should eat a salad or I should. And so they actually eat too many vegetables, you know, and fruit in a day. And then that can be a problem. So it really is about being intuitive and not going with any social constructions, even if it's that you, you, the way I look at it is like, I don't know about you, but throughout the week, I look at it like, you know, instead of per day trying to pack in every color of the rainbow in the produce section, (laughs) why don't I do it over the course of the week? It's kind of more primal too. Like, you know, maybe today I ran across the bell pepper patch or the, right, the cucumber patch. Yeah. Right. You don't need to make every salad every day have hundreds of things in it. I mean, if you can, that's great. But uh, at the other, you know, on the other note too, I feel I can get all of those wonderful benefits from it through like maybe one day I just do Swiss chard with butter and saute that with leeks and that's my thing. And then the next day I'm like, you know, I, I'm craving cucumbers or, you know, so I feel like if you look at the grand scheme of your week, that's a better way to attack the whole array of colorful vegetables in your life. Don't you think? Like, well, it definitely, and you know, it's even saves money because I, I totally, you know, people will buy all this, they go on this kick and oh my gosh, I have to get all these different colors and about this different stuff. And then it's sitting there rotting in the fridge. So I, what I do too, because, you know, I do believe in the leafy greens they are wonderful for you. But I'll go and buy a big bag or a big bunch of, as you said, Swiss chard or kale or arugula. And I'll use that in my blended drink. And then each morning, which I sit, as I said, I don't chug it. I kind of sip it throughout the morning and even throughout the day. And then when I'm out of the arugula or whatever, I'll go get something else. And um, I'll buy a whole bunch of Brussels sprouts and roast them and eat those for a couple days, you know, with some protein for lunch or dinner. So you don't need to have, you're absolutely right. And it's just easier and simpler and um, you don't waste as much. I used to waste so much food that way. I can't even tell you how many like bags of lettuce have rotted before in my past. And I have really wasted a lot. And that's why 
I, and I believe it's a good strategy. If you're a busy person and you can cook for three to four hours on a Sunday, freeze a bunch of basic things, and then you can season them later. Yeah, you know, I talked to Beverly Meyer about that. Uh, she's got her own primate, primal diet and lifestyle, and she does that. She cooks a ton of stuff on, on one day, and then she'll put them in frozen containers, and that way she can just go and grab the meat that she's already cooked, and then she puts it in a pan and seasons it then. So depending on what flavor she wants, right, you can always adjust that, but she's got the basics already ready to go. And I really like that idea. For someone who's busy, that works. But uh, And I'm busy too, but for someone like me, I don't know what I'm going to crave one day to the next. Like there's days that I just crave like salmon, fish, eggs, and salmon and like cucumbers yeah. or, you know, so for me, I end up wasting a lot of food, which is why I do a lot of great frozen, uh, you know, grass-fed beef and, and wild fish just to always have that on hand. But as far as like the vegetables go, that's kind of like every couple of days for me. You know, I just kind of go and like you said, or you get arugula and then you have that every day and then you switch it up. And, you know, some people might think that sounds boring, but when you get to this level, it's it's different. You become kind of cleaner and simpler about everything. Yeah, I just don't need to go to that much trouble. If, if there's something, if I can have a whole bunch of roasted Brussels sprouts in the fridge and I know that I, there's something very comforting also about knowing there's something ready to go. That's right. And and then you're not, it, it, it also clears your brain. You're not thinking, what should I eat? You're saying, oh, I know what I'm going to eat. I don't have to, that's one less thing to think about today. Yeah. And if you've got the leftover Brussels sprouts in the fridge, again, like you're more inclined to make that healthy decision because they're there versus if you have nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that's all just goes to just doing a little bit of, I'm not a big like detailed meal planner, but because as you said, you don't always know what you're going to be in the mood for, but just having healthy things on hand, it just makes it easier to make a good decision. Absolutely. What, uh, before we go, what would you like to share with our listeners? Um, uh, for anyone who's, you know, struggling or tinkering or has similar problems or thinking about jumping into the primal lifestyle? I would just say, just give it a try. There is, I feel, I just want everybody to feel as amazing as I do. You know, I just, like sometimes you just want to shout it from the rooftops and say, Oh guys, you could feel so good. I just see so many people struggling, um, who are really trying and are educated about health, but they're still doing the, you know, the fat, the skim milk and, and counting their fat grams and measure and eating egg whites. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, just eat the whole egg. Right. Or even just eat the yolk, but skip that part. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just give me the yolks. So just, just, it's, it's not that hard. Just eat real food listen to your body and just also to take things slow and just, um, you know, build in healthy habits, maybe start with, start with what makes sense to you, but whether it's starting with, yeah, I'm just going to try to add more healthy fats. Um, cause I'm going to feel a little more stable or I'm going to start with making a blended green drink. I will say having the greens, I think really does help with a lot of sugar cravings for me personally, but just maybe picking that one healthy habit and trying to add that, and gradually building on it rather than just making yourself crazy. Um, but I just feel like Mark's Daily Apple, Apple is just such a great resource. There's so much information there. I mean, when I have a question about something, there's, there's just so much in the archives. It's great. Actually, me too, even though I literally could just stop by Mark's house and ask him himself. But but I actually, I mean, but I also think to myself, well, I'm not going to go bug Mark about something I could clearly call any other employee about or look up on our own blog and right. see what he had, what, what he's already said about it. Um, no, it's a really great resource. I mean, there's so many great articles on there. And there's no matter what subject it is, there's probably hundreds of articles on that exact subject over the years that yeah. has been touched on in different areas. So, so much free information out there, the podcasts, uh, 
everything else out there. It's just so great. And then you've got your blog. And so you coach, you coach people. And so you work with people over the phone from everywhere, right? This is, I I can work, I can really work with, with anybody. Um, and you know, I encourage people just reading the blog to leave comments, to send me an email. I love answering questions. Um, also I do have an email newsletter, which a lot of people don't know about because, um, when you go to my blog and my website, there is a sign up. But since so many people are just using their iPhones, myself included, for like everything these days, the way the sign up is, it's it's way down at the bottom if you're on a smartphone. So um, you can sign up from email. You can just even just shoot me an email and I'll put you on the list. Um, my email is elizabeth at elizrez.com. So I have a weekly email list that goes out where I just give a little summary of the blog posts for the week. They're all, I keep them really short. People tell me that's one of the reasons they read my blog is because my posts are short and fun. Um, They're quick. It's not going to take you all day to read it. So my newsletter gives you a summary of the blog post for the week. And then if I have a tip about a good deal on something, I'm so into natural skincare and cosmetics. So if I know about a good deal from a good skincare company that I'm really comfortable with and I use their products, I'll let you know. Actually, let's talk about that. I I mean, even though we're not here. You're not getting paid by these companies to endorse them. I am curious though. And for all the women listening, you know, was like we talked about earlier, we've spent hundreds of dollars on a, on a bunch of products. What are some skincare lines you really, you really like? Oh, there are a few that I love. Um, I absolutely love Anne-Marie Gianni. Um, their products are... Anne-Marie Gianni? Anne-Marie Gianni. And if somebody goes to my... Um, website, there's a page called, well, first of all, there's a lot of blog posts reviewing their products. There's a page called Things I Love that has links to a lot of different products that I recommend. And I will say some of them I'm an affiliate for, and I do get a small commission if somebody buys them, and many of them I'm not. And I'm I'm just, if I like something, I'm going to tell you about it. Um, there's a woman out in Telluride, Colorado, um, who created this wonderful facial oil called Telluride... Um, it's Alpine Pure Oil. The brand is called Telluride Glow. I I absolutely love it. So I share that news with people. I love this stuff. I put it on at night. It smells amazing. And you just, you just wake up with your skin glowing. What, what do you like in terms of uh, like a facial serum, like a real light? You know, sometimes, you know, we live in places, at least I do, that's hot often. And even when I travel to Hawaii, like it's humid. And so the skin stuff, like you don't want a thick cream on your face. You don't want anything heavy. Yeah, I, you yeah. like the, I yeah. like those like serum-y gloss overs. And some of them that I've tried leave a filmish that doesn't feel like it's soaked in sometimes, you know, and you're like, damn it. Um just spend 60 bucks on that sucker. So what are some good serums that you like? Exactly. I like um, Anne-Marie Gianni makes one called Anti-Aging Facial Serum um, that I really, really like. You feel like you have, and I'll use that in the mornings a lot, you feel like you have nothing on your skin. They make a few others, um, and I've, the names of them are escaping me right now. The Anti-Aging is the one that I've used the most. But every one that I've tried... I love because it just absorbs instantly. There is no residue. You can go out, you know, another something I should bring up too, a big side effect of all of this, you know, after years of covering my skin and hiding the acne and being obsessed with finding the right foundation. Hey, I'm a girl and I love makeup. I think it's so much fun, but it is so refreshing to me that at the age of 50, I can go to Starbucks or the grocery store with not a stitch of makeup on. Well, maybe mascara because I do like mascara. A little lip gloss. Who doesn't want to do a little something? But I, I can literally go barefaced 
and be completely comfortable because my skin is healthy now and I feel good about it. Isn't that such an amazing place to be after being in a place where all you do is think about how you're going to yes, hide it? Yes, I was always, my whole life, I was thinking about hiding and I'm like, I don't have anything to hide. I love wearing makeup, um, but I don't I don't have to. But yeah, the Anne Marie Gianni serums are wonderful. Um, another line that I like for cosmetics is 100%, it's called 100% Pure. Yes, I do know that company. They have a lot of tasty, yummy smelling treats and stuff, but I've not tried their makeup. Yeah, I do. I like, uh, I've been using um, their mascaras, which I really like because um, they stay on, they don't smear, um, but then they come off so easily at night and they're very buildable because I do like to do a very dramatic lash, like if I'm going out at night and you can just keep adding and adding and your lashes still stay really soft no matter how many coats you have. Um, so I love, I love their mascaras. They have like body lotions and creams and body washes that the vanilla, um, I forget, it's vanilla. I don't remember the exact name of it. It's like, you want to eat it when you smell it. You smell like a cupcake. It's just amazing. Right. Maybe not good for a sugar burner, but once you've transitioned. <laughs> yeah, I actually took pictures from my blog when I reviewed that, like in a bakery in front of the cupcakes, because it just, they, this stuff smells so amazing. So their products, um, the body products, it reminds you of the, the stuff you buy at like um, Bath and Body Works, except instead of being loaded with crap and chemicals, it's completely natural, completely pure. Um, their cosmetics are all pigmented with fruit rather than minerals, which is interesting. Um, so far I haven't tried, you can't possibly try everything. There's, you know, there's so much, but everything that I've tried so far, I've loved. I just ordered a lip gloss that I'm anxious to try. Um, and there was a free shipping, which is nice too. So that's another line that I really like. Nice. Well, that's great. And we can find also some of your fit, more of your favorite things on your blog at, on your website. Yeah. Just check out my blog and there's a whole page just dedicated to that. And I am constantly updating it because I'm always, finding new things that I'm excited to share. That's excellent. You know, you're so, that's, uh, it's so great. You came and joined us today. It's such great hope for people that have been dealing with uh, probably any skin issue, but particularly this, this one, you know, just gives them hope. And also then, you know, you're also helping coach people internally and helping their systems out. So look forward to hearing your opinion on the primal health coach program. You'll have to email me and touch base and let me know after you go through the first couple modules and yes. touch in and let me know what you think. Yeah, no, well, we'll definitely keep in touch about it. Yeah, I'm so excited to get started. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Once again, Elizabeth Resnick, you can find her on Instagram at at Resnick Elizabeth, or you can go to her website slash blog at elizres.com. That's E-L-I-Z-R-E-S.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Elle. It was really, I just love talking to you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Hi, folks. Mark Sisson here. And I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet, the Primal Health Coach Program. My mission is to create a global network of primal health coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a primal health coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching, but have been held back by worries, such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching, and we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace. We also have payment plans available, so you can start immediately for just a dollar down. 
The world needs primal health coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit PrimalHealthCoach.com and subscribe.